This is Office Hours with the Practical Prop and Friends with me, Dr. Santo D. Marabella, your workplace advisor and teacher. Hello and welcome to episode number two of Office Hours with the Practical Prop. That's me, uh, Santo D. Marabella. It is a pleasure to be back again. Thank you all for those of you listening um, to us and I'm hoping you're enjoying the um the conversation and the guests, and we have a great guest today that I'm really excited to to tell you about. And it's kind of funny because I, I said I call this office hours with practical talk and friends. And uh, this gentleman is another friend who I know is going to um, share some really meaningful content and conversation with us. So let me introduce to you Craig Poole. Craig's president at Reading Hospitality. Um, and you'll, most of you would know him if you're in the Reading area from the um, Doubletree at Hilton, Doubletree by Hilton Reading Hotel, the Hilton CEO Light and Warmth Award E, a two-time Hilton Connie Award winner and General Manager of the Year American Hotel and Lodging Association. We could go on and on, but let me, without further ado, Craig, so much uh, appreciation for you joining me today. Good morning, Santos. Thanks for inviting me. I'm looking forward to whatever's going to happen today. Yes, yes. Hey, I know um, you and my other good friend, Tony Reese, are doing this really cool podcast on humanizing profits. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But I'm so glad you're joining us today. And you know, before we, we, we talk about the topic, as, as you know, I'm trying to um, coordinate a lot of our topics with the article in the Business Weekly that I do each month, uh, the sec- third and fourth Tuesdays of the month. But before we talk about today's topic, meaningful employee recognition, uh, I think there are a lot of things that we do that aren't quite as meaningful. I mean, pizza parties, maybe awards, certificates in themselves, they're not bad, but I think they usually lack important aspects such as authenticity and real care for the employee. What do you think about that? Do you agree? Oh, yes. Actually, authenticity is probably the number one comment I get from our guests, I get from the brand, and I get from the employees that uh, what they like about this hotel is that it's authentic. And I would say that's one of my secret weapons. Now it's not a secret anymore. (laughs) But the secret is you have to figure out how to be authentic and to be real about it and not be a... You're doing it because you read a book about it, <laughs> right? Right. That uh, that you know, I love that there's so many good resources out there. But I think you're right. I think it it's more than just reading about it and saying, "Oh, I'm going to try this." Uh, the authenticity and the real care. You, 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 and your company and the Hilton Company in general are really excel at this. I think you call it as we said, humanizing profits. So tell us a little bit about that concept. So Tony Reese and I came up with a, a podcast that we wanted to share to people to help them grow their business and put a culture into hotels that is not just about shareholder value, but about humanizing the people that work there and their values so you can make more profit. I think that there's too many businesses today that are focused on profit, but they forgot the, the humanizing piece of the business and they're working people to, to death or understaffed and they're delivering 
not the same value that the guest is supposed to get. So for us, we have more employees than a normal hotel. A hotel my size typically would, in a corporation, they would say you're allowed to have about 150 people, and we have 208. Um, mm -hmm. But but we also have the largest market share. We have the most successful hotel. We're the number one hotel in in, in uh, Double Trees in the country. Wow. Um, so there's something that's right. We've only been we built a hotel in a at the time the second poorest city with the second highest crime rate, and it's thriving and it's already stabilized that we can actually refinance now. Uh, that's most, amazing. It is amazing because most hotels run by corporations, they might never make money in an inner city like this because they don't get the humanizing portion of people it's because they don't know them. They don't it, they're become a number. And that's upsetting to me. I've been doing this for 50 years and I don't buy, I don't buy into the, the new corporate culture. I thought that's pretty hard since you're only like 29 or 30. Yeah, or so. yeah, yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, what you said about corporations running this, but but you have people running this hotel and people running this hotel with other people, which is a real different approach. I mean, <laughs> you, you just can't separate the, the people that are there at that hotel and how they treat other people. Sure. You don't know who's running the hotel. When you walk in as the guest, you have no idea who's, who's the manager because they all are the manager. They all have ownership and empowerment and they all have uh, pride and, and they know how to each person here can make the decision at any point for that guest. Um, they don't have to, nobody ever says, let me go find the manager ever. We say, and we don't want them to, because the decision should have been done at the point of impact, where they are at that time. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, go ahead, sir. And that, and that gives people recognition, and it gives them pride because they feel more important, and because they are more important. It's not even feeling important. It's I am important because I can make decisions just like everybody else, and. And when they're more empowered and they're they're more engaged and they know it's real and they know we have their back um, to make that decision, then they'll move forward and be happier. You have less unemployment. You have less – you have no workers' compensation, no lawsuits, no anything. You make a lot of money when you don't have lawsuits and uh, unemployment and what, everything else that follows, those, uh, those costs that eat up – the take all the money out of a company, which they, they allow that to happen, but to save that because they have all these lawsuits, they reduce the labor <laughs> and overwork people. I don't know, that's right. bizarre. Right. And that, yeah, that was going to be my next question about this. What's the business case? Because, you know, a lot of companies would look at this and say, well, this is, you know, it's nice to be good to your employees, but really, you know, what's the business case for doing this? Why? How does it pay back? You're telling us that it, that it does pay back. Oh, sure. Just, you know, the funny thing is in in this business, people look at the, the gross operating profit line or the maybe the, the, the EBITDA line, but they forget in a corporation, 
somebody is looking at the damages and costs that are created by expenses like unemployment, your insurance is insurance at a hotel is almost as much as payroll, um, risk insurance, and also recapture like the asset deteriorating because nobody took care of it. And eventually you have to increase, you have to bring the, if it's a brand or it's anything, you have to put money back in, but they don't have any, they don't put money back in to the people. They try to save money to put money back in to later on to fix it. But if they would have put it into the people to begin with, they wouldn't be put as much money in later on to fix it because <laughs> people take care of it better because they like their jobs better. Right. So that's how Tony and I started this humanizing profit. And uh, I thought, well, we have something that we could share to people of, uh, of value that's different than today. People have a hard, you know, change is hard and change is good. People are c- accustomed to doing it, I think, the wrong way. Um, right. And right. I think we're doing it the right way. And I'm not being arrogant about it. Because it's not about we're not doing it to be arrogant. We're doing it because we care about people like you. Same as yours as this podcast. You care about people. You want to share something good so other people can succeed, and that people remember that it's people. This hotel's successful for one reason: people. Yeah, I re- I recall another. Um way back in marketing classes that I used to take and before I start teaching that another chain uh, leader would say that their first uh, obligation responsibilities to your employees and not your customers. But if you treat your employees well, they will treat your customers well. Well, so right. So I have, I agree with that 100%. So I broke that down to, I call it the point of impact. Okay. The the point of impact, the first point of impact in the hotel is the employee. The employee, you have to take care of those employees or nothing else matters. The second point of impact is the guests. Right. <laughs> so if they start off with a bad employee experience, they're going to carry it all the way through. If they have a great experience and something happens in a business, they're going to be more forgiving because they People like people. Yes. Not shiny objects. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm talking with Craig Poole, president at Reading Hospitality, um, and of course from Doubletree by Hilton Reading Hotel. Let me take a short, short break and tell you about this Instacart. I don't know if you do any grocery shopping there, Craig, or... uh, but this sounds kind of fun. This is a service that actually goes and does the shopping for you. Um, they hand select what you'd like to buy. Um, you know, we uh, do a lot of stuff on caregiving. So I thought this might be an interesting affiliate to, to, to promote because they really help. Um, if you can't get out and you want to get your groceries, you know, it's a, it's a cool service. I know it's in the, uh, greater Philly metro area, including South Jersey, Pennsylvania, Northeast PA, you know, Reading area. And it's just like the products you would buy. Delivery to your door is fast as one hour. And I've checked it out. I haven't used the service, but the, it seems like the prices are, some are a little bit lower, some are a little bit higher. A lot of, a lot of the prices are the same. 
um, and get out in the cart, it's called. So if you uh, have any interest, give that a shout and check on our website and on the podcast website. There's a little button there that you can um, connect with them and uh, take advantage of their service. So um, let's come back. Um, we're talking with Craig Ford, president at Reading Hospitality. And of course, all of us know him from his great work with this beautiful hotel, Double Tree by Hilton in downtown Reading. I love going to your hotel for whatever it is, for meetings or just to chill out a little bit. Because I have to say, because every time I'm there, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm a celebrity or something, and I'm not. I think it's just the way you've trained your employees to make everybody feel really special. And I know it's it's the way everybody's treated. It's not just me. Well, how, do you, how does that happen? Well, a lot of people say this reminds them of Disney World. <laughs> so we take the Disney World, Disneyland approach, and we, 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 we have people that are characters. Um, or their own personalities. We allow them to be who they are. We allow people not to be robots, but where, where's their gift? Like just this morning, I have a, a fellow come in and he's blind and he's going to start work here. And the person that brought him in from the service that we're hiring from said, where's he going to work? I said, we're, we're going to put him in here and we're going to find his happy place. But I know this, once we find his happy place, he's going to make a big difference with the guests and his life and his family. They said, well, we thought he'd have a specific job. I said, he's going to have a job. We're going to give it to him, but that's not where he's going to end up. He will end up in a, in a happy place where he belongs, where he's going to be successful. So that's one example of 200 and some people that we do that with. We say the same thing to everybody. We're going to hire you, and then we're going to find where is your character, where is your joy, and where can you give your joy back to other people, and you're empowered to do that. And we call people. We call a lot of people. We speak a lot of here. One of um, culture is what you talk about. So what we talk about a lot is dream making. Did it make the dream come true? It's, we had a good day. This function went real well. Well, it went well, but did the host, did his dream come true? Because if it didn't come true, we didn't do real well. And when the last person walked out of the room, did their dream come true? If it didn't come true, what can we do better next time to make their dreams come true? No. So, go ahead. Well, no, it just strikes me that, you know, I, I, I love I love talking in new terms. I love teaching this way. And I, I sometimes my students who are really bright people will look at me like I have five heads. Like, this isn't real. This is like you're talking about making the workplace better. You're talking about, you know, don't we just have, especially the grad students, don't we just have to put up with what it is? And here you're telling us, that no, we can make this better. We don't have to put up with way the way things are or were in a conventional workplace. But that yeah, you know, we talk about dreams. We talk about all these things that that we teach, and it's just very inspiring because thank you. I want people to believe this that it's true. I'm not just standing up here, you know, in in oblivion talking about things that can't ever be. So I mentioned earlier before we got on that. 
I'm going to, um, I got invited to go speak to a global company in Madrid, Spain, in, in January to their, they're not from Spain, they're from Canada, it's a global food company, okay. but they're convention, they're conventions in Spain. And it's about culture, but what is what it's really about is they're saying, what am I doing that they can do successfully? So we call it fellowship and how it, and that's how this works here in the hotel. Follow me and I will be behind you. So if you follow me and I, I'm doing, and I'm going to be, and that's how I work here. They follow me and I'm leading them to where I want them to be each person differently. Not all people are the same. I want right. you to be here. I want you to be here. And I'm going to lead you to there. And if you're following me, I'm just going to prove me personally, because I know that you're watching me and I have a, I have a responsibility to you and my behaviors and actions have to be better than a normal person because I, you're important. I'm going to lead you to where I want you to be. If you're following me, then I know you're trusting me. So a lot of businesses don't have trust. Yeah. When you're in a broken city, like, like as this was, or it's, it's a little bit, but we're coming up now, there's a lack of trust everywhere. So if when I say I will be behind you, that's a major move for people that have been in a marginalized situation because nobody trusted them. So, and so if they failed, they went to jail. If they failed, they got evicted. If they failed, they got fired. So all of a sudden, when you put real trust that I will be behind you, I will back you up, they know they can fail, but they'll learn from the failure. And they know that something go wrong, but we have their back. Most corporations don't have the back of the general manager. They don't have the back of people. They, they forgot about people and they sit there and say, well, this person should be, they make a edict, not at the point of impact, but at the point 500 miles away. Um, and I know this because I was a vice president a few times in my life. We had, I ran 60 some hotels and in, in one thirty United States. So I know what it's like. Yeah. And I don't want that for people. I want people to be recognized. The people at the point of impact they have to trust you. And if you, they trust you, you can move mountains like we do. And you, and you know what else happens? Joy. Empowerment and joy. The, the, the issue of trust, I, I can't agree with you more about how important that is to leading and following, to be able to trust that somebody's going to follow, but to trust that, I'm, that you're leading me down a, a path that's good for me and the company. Um, we, we have lost that in some cases we have lost this trust. And I think it's the company's impetus is on the company to create that culture, as you're saying, to create that environment for trust to exist. We can't expect employees to trust us without trusting them first. Right. And the other thing with, uh, like with humanizing profit with Tony and I, and what you do is, and what I like to say is that, uh, I just forgot what I wanted to say. That's okay. That's yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about it. But oh, while, while you're thinking of that, what advice would you share with companies who are struggling with this 
whole making meaningful employee recognition. I mean, we've talked about a lot of things here, we've talked about trust and empowerment, but how do they do that? How, how can, like, because company cultures aren't like yours, and that takes a while to change, but maybe Mr. there's some simpler things. Mr. I, I can't answer that. In fact, yeah. that, that was what I forgot I was going to say. Okay, good. Uh, I do that. <laughs> when you're, if people are the most important part of your operation, which they are, then, and here they are. I do what I do differently, which everybody can do, is I spend, I would say, 95% of my day with people. Mm-hmm. Maybe 5% in an office or 5% doing that kind of work. We're number one hotel. We're successful. We're profitable. We're not sitting, I'm not sitting in an office doing all this work that people do. I don't know what they do in an office. I, I don't have any idea. People's, the general manager is just in the office and that's uh, behind a wall, uh, away, away from the guests, they, away from the employees. Everybody here, if you work here, I will, I meet everybody that works here every day. I try to meet every guest that stays here every day. And if you take care of your guests and you take care of your people, your cash will come. But if you sit in your office, you, you don't know your people, you don't know your guests, then you start, the only cash people know how to do is to reduce expenses, which makes it harder for people to go to work <laughs> and harder to get good service and harder to raise rates and harder to be successful. It's upside down. And uh, you gave me a platform to say, I think you're up, other people who do that. I think you're upside down. Um, and I'm happy. I love to go to work. My people love to go to work. They, they don't call off and they don't get sick because they're happy. They call off sick at your operations because they're not happy. They steal from you because they're not happy. They yeah. quit because they're not happy. I have, I, I have so many people applying for jobs here. I, that now human resource companies are asking me to come talk to them of what I'm doing. And I said, and a lot, I speak a lot to companies, the human resource departments of a lot of companies, and I say, that you're going to be very disappointed when I tell you how to be, what I do to be successful, because it's too easy. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you know. This is not rocket science is my favorite. No, it's, it's not. True. Well, and, and it, it's a little scary for some companies because it's so much easier to cut back. I mean, remember when we did all the, uh, the mergers of the 90s, everybody was right-sizing and downsizing. And instead of investing in their people, as you're saying, we were cutting back because we weren't generating the, the revenue to, to be profitable. But you're right. It is upside down. And I like that. I like that metaphor. And I like that the way you're, you're framing it because it is so simple. Take care of your people, whoever sure. they are, take care of them. And sure. I think I think a lot of times people who are in management positions, they didn't get that memo. They didn't know that that's really what their job is. Uh, to hear you say 95% of your day, and I think people will be surprised, maybe not, but 95% of your day is with your people. That, that's the success right there. Yeah. Well, people, if if anybody's listening to this and they've been here, they'll know that 95% of my time with people because that's, that's why I, that's who I am. It's authentic. It's, I don't say that and not do it. Right. Exactly. I, you know, I had to have someone set this computer up so I can talk to you today because I don't know how to do it. But, <laughs> so what I do is I find people that know how to do that. 
I find I do what I do. They do what they, I call people what they do best. And I have them take care of me. Exactly. That's a good point. This has been such a pleasure to talk with you today. I I, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time. And as I, um, as we do more of these podcasts, I wish you the best with you and Tony. Uh, she's a, an amazing uh, source of light in our community too, uh, both of you. So I'm really happy that you're uh, collaborating on on that podcast. That's awesome. Right. And thank you for doing what you're doing. I love looking forward to your articles. Oh, thanks. I, I love it. And yours and Joni Knuckles' articles are my favorite articles to read. And I learn from them. I mean, a lot of what I do is because of you and Joni. Ah, uh, well, that's really sweet. I really appreciate it. She's, yeah, I love Joni, too. Joni uh, was one of the original. We've been doing that probably for nine, almost eight eight years. And Joni and I uh, were among, among the original folks doing that. Yeah, you guys were awesome. Thank you so much, Craig. I've been, we've been talking with Craig Poole, who's president at Reading Hospitality, also with, as you know, Doubletree by Hilton Reading Hotel. Thanks so much. Thanks, Santos. So this has been uh, Office Hours, and uh, as I said, episode number two. If you uh, want to follow us, it'll, I'll, it'll, I'll share with you how to follow us on all our social media as we end the, our podcast. But let me know what you'd like to hear about. We're going to be starting, you know, in, in the new year, a new series of, of conversations. And usually our conversations are centered around the um, article in the Business Weekly column, the third and fourth. Tuesday of the month, the Reading Eagle Business Weekly. I'm happy to be collaborating with with my friends at the Reading Eagle for, uh, as I said, since probably April 2012. So that's been a, a really wonderful um, partnership. So let us know. Uh, you can reach us at officehours at thepracticalprof.com. That's officehours at thepracticalprof.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been Office Hours with the Practical Prof and Friends, a production of Marabella Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Practical Prof and Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at The Practical Prof. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.